0: Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, You have written a lot of really great articles uh, recently about myths that penetrate marriage.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: The first one that we're going to talk about, and the the second one will be for another podcast, but the first one is about uh, being an independent person within the relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, There's a statistic by uh, John Gottman that always amazes me. Uh, when I read it, and it says that sixty nine percent of the time couples are not compatible with another.
0: Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it is. It's
1: really, it really is amazing, right? Um, do you find that people think that their lack of similar interests is a problem in their marriage? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I can't tell you how many couples I work with who say, well, you know, we we just don't like the same things, or, you know, I wish that he or she would share my interests, and they see that as a real problem. Um, But but that really isn't what makes a marriage work. What makes a marriage work is respecting one another. Uh, That's really the key factor, the number one factor. And so if you can respect one another's interests and share them at times or learn from them or accept that your partner has a different interest that's fine you do not have to have the same interests Mm -hmm.
1: and in the article you address making these differences work for your marriage in a passive way Um, one of the examples is you know someone's doing a crossword puzzle sitting on the couch with that person while they do it while you do your own thing maybe knitting or something how does sitting on a couch doing different things help a couple connect
0: well because connecting doesn't necessarily mean that you're actively interacting um so the example that i gave was really indicating that just be that by sharing space being in the room feeling one another's energy um still allows you to connect and you know if you're sitting there in 100% silence um that isn't going to be connecting but yeah. you know while you're sitting there there's probably some comments that are going to be passed back and forth. So you're still feeling one another's presence. And I think that most people can identify with the sense of a quiet, comfortable silence and a tense silence. So if you're experiencing just being in a room with one another and feeling good in each other's presence, that can really feel very good to some couples. Now, again, you know, it may not work for everybody, but I didn't want to overlook that as a way of connecting.
1: Sure, sure. And I know if I were sitting doing a crossword puzzle, I think probably every 30 seconds I would be asking for help. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, um, another way that uh, you identify as a couple kind of rekindling things is tackling new activities together, and Mm -hmm. again, you point out that this doesn't have to be something crazy like, let's go base jumping together. It can be as simple as, you know what, let's go try um, a new restaurant. Right? Do you think couples too many times try too hard and overlook that low-hanging fruit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that I'm going to make a broad statement that I think in general, we overlook A lot of little things in our marriages that can make things a lot better. Um, It's just that we forget them. You know, I offer um, a three-week program for free on my website to try to help couples get back on track. And you can't believe how many people write back to me and say, wow, we really know this stuff, but we forgot it. And the things you're suggesting are really not all that hard to do. They're little things. So I think you're absolutely right to phrase it as the low-hanging fruit. What you're really just trying to do is get out of a rut. You're, you don't want to do the same thing all the time, all the time. So as simple as trying a new restaurant can really make a difference. You've got to discuss the menu. You've got to discuss how the food was. You, you know, looking around at the different people. You're discussing the experience.
1: That makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, to the listeners, uh, that um, what you mentioned about uh, available on your website—that's linked to um, from our from the article that you wrote for us. So, if uh, you forget Karen's email or web address, which isn't difficult to remember, I don't think drkarensherman.com or choicerelationships.com. Uh, you can also find that link to um, those tools in that article that we're discussing right now. Great. Um, and uh, the other thing is that you mentioned um, to add freshness to your marriage, um, you need to also embrace the different things separately. Um, yeah. What can this do for a couple?
0: Well, I, I think that, again, you know, every, every couple has their own individual personality, you know, for the couple. And so, you know, a few moments ago we were saying that um, the couple can spend time together passively on on in the same room together, and that might not work for some people. For some couples, they really like being together all the time. And for other couples, they need their own space. They need to be doing their own thing. So when you do your own thing, then you come back together and you can share that experience, and you can be, you know, explaining it and be excited about it and have the other person asking you questions. And so, I mean, in my marriage, I I get, I get really very excited about telling my husband about the things i'm doing and he's probably my best cheerleader and likewise you know we spend time at dinner where we're sharing our days with each other i can't imagine having a relationship where we weren't doing different things
1: Mm -hmm. that's exactly how my marriage is too and uh... You know, and you find yourself becoming interested and involved in what the other person's doing too, just because you hear about it and it's so exciting. Yeah, for you, them. you know,
0: you're really growing through their experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you can even offer a different perspective that they're not getting because you're outside the situation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great growth experience.
1: Yeah. Now, is there a concern that a couple can be spending too much time apart, or does it depend on what uh, individual couple? is uh, really comfortable with?
0: Well, again, Steve, you know, I think that it depends on the particular couple, but I think that there has to be some concern when one of the uh, pair is starting to feel like they're not getting their needs met. And I think that if it gets to the point where basically the couple is really just coexisting with each other and they're each doing their own lives and not really coming back together, that that would make me question it. Um, I have met couples like that, and what they eventually realize is that they really haven't been a couple at all. I can't give, you know, an actual time frame, but if you find that you're you're both just leading your own lives and not really getting back together, I would say that that's too much.
1: Okay. You know, maybe we should do an article uh, in the future on – you know the low-hanging fruit of marriage or something, and just offer a couple pieces of advice. I think that'd be pretty good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, so thank you very much for your time. Always a pleasure. And uh, for everybody else out there, oh, I, you know what? Before I do this whole ending spiel, I do want to mention um, I've become like this social media nut lately, and uh-huh. um, I just recently got on Twitter, um, which is a first for me, and. I, know, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm on there. And so if anybody else out there listening uh, is a Twitter person, you can follow me. My, um, I'm Hitched Media is uh, where you can look me up. And uh, so I basically identify you know things that I see in the news that are marriage-related, and I also um, let you know as soon as stories get posted and blogs when they go up. And you know when this podcast goes live, uh, if you are already following me, you'll be the first to know about it, things like that. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention is that we uh, have just created a Facebook fan page for hitched. Um, so if you're on Facebook, you can uh, become a fan of hitched. Um, and again, it's under the ID of hitched media. Apparently, people are already taking the hitched IDs out there. Um, so those two things have happened, and, uh, Next week, when we do the next podcast episode, I have a big announcement that we're really excited about. So stay tuned for that. And um, if you're on Twitter or Facebook, I'll also be announcing it there. And uh, Karen knows about it. so um, You are such a tease. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to, right? Isn't that what marketing is all about? and uh, so and one last thing I want to mention is Karen's book, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, has uh, recently won an award and also received an honorable mention for best self-help uh, book. Is that correct, Karen? Yeah, yeah. The and the,
0: uh, the award was for best personal growth book uh, for 2009. It was really very, uh, very um, validating for me. So So, thanks for mentioning that. So
1: congratulations on that. And uh, if you'd like more information uh, from or about Dr. Karen Sherman, you can get it at choicerelationships.com or also drkarensherman.com. And, of course, please visit hitchmag.com. Thanks, everybody, and until next time. Bye-bye, Steve. Bye, Karen. Pitched, entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.